KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, November 9th. Congressman Mike Levin is leading in the 49th congressional race. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. You voted, hopefully, and now it's time to sit back and relax as the votes are counted. The Registrar of Voters said it could take one to two weeks before we have a better idea on the results of some of the tighter races. The next release of unofficial results is expected to be posted by 5 p.m. tomorrow. All of the votes must be counted and the results must be certified by December 8th. Now for some of the results that are in. As expected, Governor Gavin Newsom defeated Republican Senator Brian Dolly and will serve as governor for four more years. More than 61% voted for Newsom and more than 38% voted for Dolly. An incumbent Senator Alex Padilla won the U.S. Senate seat in California. He was competing against Republican Mark Moiser. In terms of statewide props you voted on, Proposition 1 passed. That means the state constitution will be amended to guarantee the right to abortion and contraception in the state. Proposition 26 and 27 are the two sports betting propositions that were on your ballot. Prop 26 would allow tribal casinos and the state's four horse racetracks to offer in-person sports betting, while Proposition 27 will allow licensed tribes and gaming companies to offer mobile and online sports betting outside Native American tribal lands. So far, both appear to be heading for defeat. But things turned out much better for Prop 28, the measure that would require funding for arts and music education. It passed with 63% of voters voting yes. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Congressman Mike Levin is leading in the 49th Congressional District race against Republican Brian Marriott. Levin is a Democrat and the incumbent in the race. The 49th District seat represents the residents of Oceanside, Vista, Carlsbad, Encinitas, and Del Mar, and some portions of southern Orange County. The battle between Levin and Marriott was the most high-profile congressional race in San Diego County. In early returns, Kelly Martinez was leading in the race to be San Diego County Sheriff. KPBS reporter Claire Tregesser has more from the candidates. It's too early to say who will be the next sheriff, but reached by phone on election night, Martinez sounded confident. You know, I'm feeling really good with the early numbers. It it looks really good for me, and I'm really uh, relieved and and excited and grateful. Uh, Grateful for all my supporters, and I'm grateful for, you know, all all the voters and the, the community of San Diego County, and I look forward to serving another six years. She's running as a Democrat and is currently the undersheriff. Her Republican opponent, John Hemmerling, says there are still a lot of votes out there, and he's not giving up yet. 
The winner will replace Bill Gore, who retired in February. This is the first time San Diego will have a new sheriff in more than a decade. Claire Tregesser, KPBS News. A measure to tax cannabis businesses in San Diego County's unincorporated area is ahead after early returns. Here's KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman. All county voters saw Measure A, the cannabis business tax. It asked residents if recreational and medicinal cannabis businesses should be taxed at set rates. Everything from retail to distribution and cultivation was on the table. Measure A was strongly supported by San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. Our measure is a much lower tax level. It is a flexible level. We have the ability to move it up and down. Uh, If you get that tax level too high, then you, you incentivize the black market. The business tax could generate between 2 and $5 million per year. That money would not be restricted and could be used for any general government purpose. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Measure B is deadlocked with no votes having a slight lead as of initial election results. Measure B would decide whether a new trash fee can be imposed for certain homes in the city. Haney Hung is the head of the San Diego County Taxpayers Association and opposes Measure B. This goes to show how contentious this is uh, in the city of San Diego. And I think that a lot of folks, uh, everybody agrees that the system is unfair and we need to change it. Now the question is, how is what's the right way to change it? San Diego City Council President Sean Ilo Rivera proposed putting Measure B on the ballot. We wouldn't have done this if we didn't think it was important. And the reality is, is both in the way that this will impact the city's finances um, as we continue to implement state mandates around uh, organics collection um, and the way we're able to innovate, especially as a city that really, really takes pride in wanting to take climate action, this matters a lot to us. If passed, it would allow the city council to adopt a monthly trash fee for single-family homes and multifamily complexes with up to four residences on a single lot. Early results are suggesting it'll be a close race for San Diego's Measure C. If passed, it would carve out the Midway District from the city's 30-foot coastal height limit. The yes side has a slight lead as of initial election results. D.K. Anigo chairs the Midway Planning Group and supported Measure C. He says more than anything else, it's about building more housing. What I want to see in San Diego is a city that grows, a city that grows smartly, a city that is uh, affordable for folks to live. I personally would actually like to see a lot more uh, home ownership opportunity in the city. Voters were asked the same question of whether to raise the height limit in Midway in 2020, but the measure was blocked by a lawsuit. Early returns showed John McCann leading in the race for Chula Vista mayor. KPBS reporter Gustavo Solis has been covering the race and has this update. Reached by phone on Tuesday night, Republican John McCann says that he's confident he'll win in the end because Chula Vista voters value his experience. We've been successful at doing a lot of great things, including the Bayfront, uh, public safety, making sure that we're one of the safest cities in the county. And I believe that the proven leadership shows, and that's, I think, why we're currently ahead. McCann's opponent is Democrat Amar Campanajar. He campaigned on bringing a new vision to the city. He declined an interview request Tuesday night. The winner will replace Mayor Mary Salas, who has served since 2014. The new mayor will oversee the multi-billion dollar Bayfront development and grapple with a growing homelessness crisis. 
Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Early returns show a deceased candidate leading in the race for Chula Vista City Attorney. Democrat Simon Silva died unexpectedly of cancer in September. However, his name remained on the ballot, and the local Democratic Party continued to campaign for him. Dan Smith, Silva's Republican opponent, says the Democratic Party chose politics over the city's finances. By not informing them, I think it's a great disservice to not allow them to make that decision. It's almost as though the the party, the elites, decided that they would make the decision for the voters. If the results hold up, Chula Vista taxpayers will have to spend up to $2 million on a special election. Las Palmas Park in National City is just one of over 200 vote centers in the county where voters went to drop off or cast their midterm ballot. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado was there and found a first-time voter. A cold and rainy day could not keep Patricia Gonzalez away from her local vote center in National City. Gonzalez says she became a U.S. citizen after living in the U.S. for 20 years. It's the first time I voted, says Gonzalez, and I feel really proud to have participated. On this day, she says she can't help but think of her father, Ernesto Gonzalez Rivera, a farm worker who came to America to give his family a better life. She says he was able to become a resident but died shortly afterwards. So she says she dedicates her vote to her father, who loved this country and dreamed of participating in an election. You did it. I came to vote for him. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. Coming up, how this week's storm will impact fire risk and drought conditions. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. California regulators appear poised to flip the switch on a major revision of the rules regulating rooftop solar. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson says the California Public Utilities Commission is signaling they are ready to reveal the new proposal. It's been nearly a year since the CPUC's first proposal landed with a thud. Regulators propose steep monthly fees for solar owners and they slashed the value of electricity generated on rooftops and sold back to the grid. That plan was pulled back a month later, and the industry has been waiting for a revision since January. It should have been done in less than a year, and now we've been going on for two years. Brad Havener is with the California Solar and Storage Association, a group that fought hard against the first proposal. 
it's all quite strung out and hopefully it gets resolved at this point finally and and reasonably uh, for all parties concerned. Late last Friday, a federal judge quietly scheduled oral arguments on the issue next week. More than 30 groups will get about three minutes each to make their case to commissioners. That suggests the new rules are about to be made public. We don't know. No one really knows. Kathy Fairbanks represents an advocacy group largely funded by the state's investor-owned utilities. The CPUC rightly keeps all of this very close to the vest. But the fact that they have announced oral arguments on November 16th indicates that they want, and they haven't said this, but indicates that they want comment on perhaps a revised proposed decision. That proposed decision could be made public as soon as this week. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Well, the National Weather Service says the rain will lessen before stopping this afternoon. The rest of the week and through the weekend is expected to stay cool and dry. KPBS reporter Thomas Fudge says the storm will have little effect on the drought. But it will put a big damper on fire risk for the rest of the year. Most of San Diego County will have gotten between one and two inches of rain by the time the current storm ends. Alex Tardy, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service, calls this weather system an atmospheric river. A Pacific storm from the Alaskan Gulf has drawn tropical moisture into the mix, making the rain much heavier. He says the best news is how the rain will reduce the risk of wildfires in San Diego. So this puts an end to our fire season, at least for November and much of December. So it's great news for that. It's just a drop in the bucket for the drought, but we'll take it. Tardy says for two years straight, Southern California has gotten about half the rainfall it would normally get. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. For the latest election results and updates throughout the day, go to kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.